You're listening to the CHN Radio Podcast. Make plans to be part of the Toonami 2019 meetup in Denver, Colorado. Join us for a pint at the Hogshead and Celtic February 22nd through 24th with our special guest, Warren Barton. Lee Mackham's allowed. How are you, the lads? Welcome to CHN Radio, episode 40. I am your host, Greg Troxell, and I am with a man who has never seen his team win a Super Bowl, Elijah Newsom. That, that's rude. That's so rude. Also, this, all the Americans out here, that was probably one of the worst Super Bowls I've ever seen in my entire life. That no, was it, it was. It definitely was. I mean, I think the Broncos Seahawks one that was like a blowout from the beginning. That one was pretty bad too. Yeah, but at least something was happening. There was stuff happening in this Super Bowl. It just wasn't offense. <laughs> it wasn't really defense either. It was like bad passes and I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, yeah. It was anyway. It was ugly. Um, yeah. So if you don't know, uh, if you didn't know, now you know the Super Bowl was this weekend in the U.S. Yeah. Um, the Patriots won their sixth Super Bowl, and my wife is very happy as a Patriots fan. So, I guess that's great. <laughs> um, today, what we're going to talk about it actually might be a pretty short podcast for you guys, uh, because after like two straight months of just like insane rumors and things happening and drama and all the things that we know about Newcastle, uh, now it's dead zone, February. So today we'll, we'll revisit some of the Almiron and Rafa situation, and then we'll get to our review of Spurs, which was a pretty just dull 1-0 loss. Uh, but first, uh, give us a follow at Coming Home NUFC. That's our CHN uh, Twitter account. And our podcast account is at chn underscore radio. And also check out our website, cominghomenewcastle.com. We're still pumping out the content for you nonstop. And you heard this before the pod. um, We have a live show coming up. So definitely go visit Mile High Magpies. Get your tickets. There's a bunch of different options. And you definitely cannot go to Denver and spend as little as you would spend to do this and do as much as you're going to be able to do. So it's a good opportunity. I highly suggest going to Denver because there's a lot of fun things you can do there involving trees. Like I like how you said highly suggest go to Denver. That was, yes, I see what you did there. Actually, that was, 
That was not intentional. You're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to just like act like you did it on purpose. Like, oh yeah, I'm a comedic genius. You, you, yeah, you, Greg, you gotta learn these secrets. Mm. This right, is why I, people think I'm funny. They don't. Well, okay. Well, th- that's wrong. They do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, we'll just put out a Twitter poll: Is Elijah funny? And it will be like a hundred percent yes. With two votes. Well, with one vote, and then I'll close the poll. I'll make <laughs> it be right. live for like a minute, and then be the only one to vote on it. That would be hilarious. It was fifty-fifty after the minute. <laughs> Dude, I'd be, I would cry. <laughs> That's great. Um, all right, so let's get into some of the club news. Obviously, we broke our transfer record, Did and we? that was great. And we also. Didn't see Amaran player of the weekend, but that's because he's getting his visa. So he was in Paris with his agent. Uh, that has gone well. So it was reported today that everything should be good to go for him to play against Wolves. Do you like that, Elijah? Yeah, I mean, I was honestly a little bit concerned about the visa because there's some really weird you like rules to obtain a work permit and stuff for soccer in terms of like international appearances. And I was wondering if Almiron had enough international appearances because he just recently started um, being a part of the, the Paraguayan national team, first team plans. Yeah. Um, now they have a new coach who is in love with Almiron. Um, so I don't know. I was, I was a little nervous, but I mean, good for him. Um, I would imagine that he's probably not going to play in the Wolves match. You don't think, think he is? I don't think so. Uh, it seemed like reports today are saying that it seems like he is going to play. No, I think he's going to be available. I don't think he's going to play. Interesting. Like, at all? Like, not even in once? I mean, I, like, he could be on the bench, but I don't think he's going to get subbed in. Oh, I mean, he I... Get, maybe he gets subbed in. But I just, I like, I don't know. I feel like, tactically, like, even with Bereka. Dude, Bereka got, like, like, six minutes of garbage time and looked lost. Like, I don't know. I just don't, I, I mean, I don't see Rafa just... I mean, I understand how important Almiron is, but I think Rafa wants to put him in the best situation possible in order whenever he debuts. And Rafi was even – I remember people asked him about this um, <clears throat> in the post-game pressure, I think. Maybe it was in the post-game pressure. It was just, like, comments I saw from today. Um, but he said that he, like, understands Almiron was in – he was coming off preseason. Like, he's probably not in complete game shape. So, I'm, I don't know. I just – Especially for a position that we've seen Rafa puts a lot of stock and importance in. Like, I don't know if he's going to immediately make an appearance. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't even know where he is right now. Like, he might still be in France. Yeah, I think he's back now, and I think he starts training tomorrow or Wednesday. I wonder where he's living. Like, like, because, I mean, because, you know, like, when you move in the summer, you have, like, time to, like, pick out a place – Oh, he'll he'll be in the hotel till he finds a place. That's crazy. But like, also, but I feel like how like you you know how stressful searching for a house was, and you weren't even like working full time like when you were doing that. Yeah, you were, you had like time to like look at stuff. I feel like that must be stressful. You got to go to training, gotta you know do like I, muscle. Well, I'm sure also that they have housing situations taken care of. Also, like, say a new player comes in, like, I'm sure they have like two townhomes at. Oh no, they definitely do. Like, I just, it, I just thought it's just like a or townhome, and you can kind of 
it's probably like very lax. It's it's, it's definitely extremely different from my situation. Oh yeah, no, a hundred percent different. I'm just saying, like logistically, it seems interesting. Yeah, you know, like like he came over by himself. His girlfriend was, no, his wife wasn't with him. Like, when is she coming over? All that. It's just interesting to me. Think about that, because like DeAndre Edlin, for example, like moved his whole family out to Newcastle. Yeah, like, parents live with them. Just, yeah, and, and I'm sure Almiron will probably do that this summer. Yeah, I don't know if he wants to move the whole family. I don't know if mom's going to like the Northeast. Oh, like his his mom there. travels with like lives with them. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Oh, okay. All we're right. just we're making a lot of assumptions. Um. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, well, I think I think he'll definitely play at Wolves. I don't know if he'll right. start. I think he's playing though. All right, we'll put five on it. All right, I got five, five ounces of self-respect. Five what? ounces of self-respect. That's what we'll put on it. Okay. Yeah, I don't really have money, so. All right. Speaking of money and betting, uh, bookies put odds out on Almiron. Did you see this? Yeah, six goals, right? Yeah, setting it at That's six crazy. goals. Did you uh, did you bet on the Super Bowl, Greg? Uh, I didn't. One of my friends bet uh, twenty five dollars on Edelman getting MVP. And he won seven fifty. Seven fifty on twenty five dollar bet? Are you really? Yeah, the I'm odds are so. I'm surprised he got that good of a line. Well, that's because it was he bet before the game. When like the the top three candidates were like it was like Todd Gurley, uh, Jared Goff, Tom Brady, and, and I think Gronk was up there, and then okay. like it was like fourth or fifth on the list. Huh. Well, good for him. Yeah. There's. Yeah. Do you see my chat? T- well, this isn't a Super Bowl podcast, but um, a guy in Vegas bet two hundred fifty dollars that the Los Angeles Rams would score exactly three points. That's quite. That's wild. He won. He won like a hundred k. A hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. That's crazy. We yeah. should just be a betting podcast. Yeah. We, I know nothing yeah. about gambling. We we should definitely give that a shot. See what happens. You live in Vegas, so. Yeah. It's a it's a short short trip. Yeah, to, for me at least. I'll just, well yeah. where where they where they bet where the guy made that bet, that casino is it's like five minutes away from my house. You should just go collect in his name. <laughs> oh, I would need the ticket that he bet, but Oh yeah. That's all right. Rip. All right, let's anyway. move on. So, um, so Rafa also is in the news. This is something uh, that – so here, here's the report. I'll just read it from the mirror. Um, that Mike Ashley is offering a compromised three-year's contract complete with lucrative bonuses and a promise of more signings in the summer following the arrivals of Miguel Amaron and Antonio Barreca last week. So – yeah, I hope so. Rafa said that there's plenty of time to discuss his future, and he's happier than one week ago. <laughs> Which, yeah, not yeah. not, not so too hard I. to do. So am I. Um, do you have anything on that? I mean, I mean, you know, I hope he signs, but like, I think Rafa still wants those written assurances that we've been reporting about for literally a year now. Yeah, so, he should lit- say like. Honestly, like you have to Venmo me fifty million dollars or pounds, and I will use that money as I prefer to get. Signed. I think <laughs> I think Rafa's a cash app guy. To be honest, okay. I'm, yeah. I, I, however, it needs to be done. That's that's fine by me. 
<laughs> yeah, you don't really care how it's done, just that it's done. Yeah. Um. Well, do you have anything else? That's the news. Um. I mean, I just quickly on Bereka. Uh, if you haven't listened to Greg's preview on Bereka, listen to it. I enjoyed it. I think you made a lot of good points, Greg. Oh, thanks. I think the only thing I would add, and I said this in our Slack chat, but the listeners aren't in our Slack chat. Yeah, they're not. I think Brecca, like DeAndre Yedlin, relies a lot on his speed to to defend, which is not a great trait at all because, like, there's a lot of fast wingers in the Premier League. Yeah. And so it's easy to get exposed. So it should be interesting to see uh, if uh, if that can improve. And like, I think I think a lot of people are kind of in the boat of. Um, uh, I wouldn't say assuming, but it's hard to like not see the similarities between Perek and Yedlin in terms of like how their their play styles, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if if like I like I think there's this expectation that Rafa's going to come in and like improve this guy uh, Bereka. and I think they um, it's a little bit unrealistic uh, because like DeAndre Yedlin started looking good after like pretty much pretty much like at least a year under Rafa like the whole entire championship season and then he looked better towards the end of that and then arguably he's not like he hasn't been I think you know Premier League quality starting right back until like this season so I don't know I think you know Breck is a nice long-term project but I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect him to like make a huge impact um, on on the team this season. I mean, I'd love to be surprised, but um, it should be interesting. And I don't, and like you said, I don't know if it's that uh, that release clause is worth that much money unless we see like some decent promise out of him um, this this uh, this rest of the season. I guess this half of yeah. the season. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting. He's definitely the unknown, um, and I hope some of the things I said about him are wrong. And it's just like my observations. I even put a little disclaimer, like I've. Literally, my scouting is maybe two games in YouTube. Like, that's so. But the thing is, what I say with a grain of salt, but. But uh, I also would put that you're scouting. I think the Chronicle are the only people I think who brought in, because they brought in a. uh, And I, and if you look at our article on Breck, it's it's in that article. They brought in a guy who, like, watches Liga and, like, I think oh, maybe it was a guy who watched Syria. It was one of those where he, there's a guy who like watched Breca. Yeah. And that was the only person I think who had, had a legit scout. I think everyone else's was just basically kind of either based off of that or just like based off his who scored or based off of what they saw on YouTube. Like, I don't really think anyone in the Chronicle actually scouted him and looked at film of him um, or anyone else yeah. who's saying this stuff. And the club's obviously going to put out a, as great of a picture as possible. They're going to say he's the attack-minded fullback who likes to cross the ball because, like, that's what Rafa wanted, and that sounds good. So I yeah. think you're right. I think it's it's all it's just a big unknown, a big question mark over Breca's head. Um, interesting that he went with – what did he go with, the number 23? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think he and Almiron were twenty three and twenty four. Yeah, RIP Miguel, who is not wearing the number ten shirt, and I got a lot of questions why he's not wearing it. And every Newcastle fan knows the answer that, like <laughs> you know, the least number ten like player on our team is wearing the number ten. So yeah. <clears throat> oh boy. Anyway, 
All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into our beautiful match. Not really against Spurs. Uh, so Newcastle fall one nil in this one, and it was definitely disappointing because it was a match where you think that we could have gotten a point there. At least Newcastle played well enough to get a point. Or de- let me rephrase that: defended well enough to get a point. Um, so as usual, we ask for your three words to describe the match. And this is some of the response that we got. So Don at Smick Ultra says, Dubrovka is still mint. Definitely true. Uh, Punxsutawney Thari. What's up, man? Uh, he's definitely been involved <laughs> with yeah. the podcast. Uh, he said, I forgive Dubrovka. So you've seen a trend here. Uh, Chris Brennan at Chris underscore Brennan 91 said, could have been worse. David Campbell said, a little unlucky. I would say more than a little. <laughs> Toon Army Syracuse, what up? Said, That's my boy Brett. Still beat City. It's we true. did. That is 100% true. And then Darren says, tried effing hard. Um, yeah, I, so, I mean, that pretty much paints the picture for the entire match. So I, I'll get into it a little bit. So there, So Newcastle immediately started off with it. It was a 5-4-1. Um, three four three in attack, but they rarely attacked the beginning of the match. They were definitely uh, sitting far back and were just as happy as could be to give Spurs the ball here. Elijah, uh, well, let's start with the starting lineup. Um, we had I'll, I'll just read off the lineup like I typically do, and we have Dubravka, Cher, Lascelles got the armband, uh, Lejeune coming in hot, Longstaff, Hayden once again. And then we had Richie, Perez, Atsu, Ronda. You could have just said we had the same exact team we played with Man City. Well, what if people are – what if somebody just tuned in and it's been a month since they even kept up with Newcastle? Well, I have no idea what to say to that person. <laughs> well, congratulations to that person because a month ago the club was in shambles and there was like six protest groups and people wanted to riot and throw stuff on the field, and then now we've beaten Man City and broken our transfer record. So yeah, yeah. So actually, if that is true, just stay away. Yeah, stay away. Been, yeah, it's actually, been good without you. <laughs> yeah, check back in 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 August. Yeah, <laughs> we'll break a transfer record again in July. Yeah. But yeah, um, I I thought it was one. Oh, I just shout out to to um to Newcastle because. There's there's a lot of numbers, and I guess we can talk about this more when we look at the table. Basically, saying that like Newcastle only need like a, a few more wins to basically secure secure um, safety this season. So if they can pick up a couple more wins, we could be looking at a team that's pretty much secured themselves um, uh, in a it secured themselves in avoidance of playing another season of championship. So really, because we're Interesting. Yeah, it's like like they were because they mentioned on the on the it, broadcast that like basically on uh, during the Man City match that it was like you would like Newcastle would need five more wins to get them into a, a pretty safe position. Oh, okay. Because we we have six wins on the year, so five yeah. more wins is significant. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, well, no, that was before we beat Man City. Now that's four wins. Okay. 
I mean, so, we're we're se- seven points clear of nineteenth, and we're thirteen points clear of last, but we're only two points out of a relegation spot. Well, so, here's the thing: just Newcastle just win the next four games, and then <laughs> if we yeah, then we're good. We're, that's essentially, good. like I said, this is it, Greg. And I said this. I said this before the Man City match. I said. Newcastle might do this thing where they did the same thing last year. They'll just go on this run of games after January where they play really well. And yeah, just it's it could happen. They literally almost snuck away with a, a win against Tottenham. Just yeah. saying. They hit the post. But anyway, let's recap this match. All right. So Newcastle sat back and were just glad to. Um, and the first note that I had was in the 24th minute, uh, we – had up, up up to this point, there was a lot of, you know, Newcastle survived this attack. We survived this attack. And this was another one of those. Um, this time it came down the left side. It was Vertonghen. He curled a ball, which bounces in the Newcastle's area. And we couldn't deal with it at all. And Lamella just cannoned a header off the bar. And that was, that was pretty close. Um, and that was like, I don't think, uh, Oh yeah, no, there was another one. There was a Debr- so this is why you gotta love Dubrovka because he's done this all year. So it was a corner to Spurs. This is the fortieth, the thirty-ninth minute. Um Erickson takes a corner and and Sissoko for some reason is completely unmarked, which is dumb and annoying. And I hate Sissoko. But he he like hits a volley and Dubrovka got down and parried it out. And then it was like a hackathon to clear the ball out, but Spurs couldn't get the rebound. But Dubrovka made a great save on that, and that was the half essentially. That was like the two biggest points, both Spurs. And it was literally for my for my synopsis was like our backs were against the wall pretty much the entire time. We like we had a couple counters like that were like worth something, but no real chances for Newcastle. What do you think after the first half? Um, I think I was thinking what a lot of fans were thinking. Who there's a couple of Lanny United fans who were tuning in and tweeting at me personally, and they were like, Newcastle would have scored by now with Miguel. And I was like, <laughs> way to rub it in. But I don't know. Um, we got mentioned this on the Miguel pod uh, with Eric, and uh, this counterattacking football that, uh, that Rafa is trying to play right now is plays exactly into Miguel's strings. So yeah. just saying there was a lot of opportunities where um, like there are situations where like Rondon's the only person, uh, you know, you know, on a clearance or like one person's alone. And I knew like, it'll be Iose, Chris Natsu, Isaac Hayden, Sean, it doesn't matter who it is. They'll have the ball in the middle of the pitch and like, they won't get the support they need. And instead of like trying to run at the defense, they'll just like, like run to the sideline or run to the corner or corner or try to like hold up in the middle of the field when like that's not their strong suit. And I think that's one thing that like we'll see with Miguel is that like he understands that his big like one of his biggest attributes is his tactical ability and dribbling ability and speed with the ball. So Miguel will probably not try to hold up as much. And so even if he doesn't have support on the counter, you'll see him try to attack back lines, which will catch some people off guard. It might lead to some more chances. But that's just just something to, to pay attention to. And it's something that I definitely got the vibe of was like, um, we're lacking that quality and creativity on the counter, um, especially in that first half where it's like, 
it, it wasn't as bad as like it was in the past where like Newcastle were just well partially because Diame wasn't playing Newcastle just gave the ball away it was just Newcastle had they got the ball on the counter and there was just no support and even if there was support there was no one trying to make an ambitious pass or no one trying anything um extraordinary to try to you know create a chance so it was interesting but you can see how a player like Amarone could could help in that regard yeah um and then it was shortly after the second half that we really should have been up right there um got to Got to take that, take advantage of that. But it was, uh, we switched play from the left to the right. It was a ball that was curled into the area by Yedlin. And Rondon is unmarked, which also is ridiculous that anybody would leave Rondon unmarked. And uh, he just nodded a header far post and it dings right off it. That was a killer for me. Um, you know, that that's like your the most opportune time to strike is it is a tie match right at the start of the second half. That's when a lot of managers talk about this is the most important time when you're on the road because people are still moseying back to their seats. The atmosphere isn't that great. It's a great opportunity to strike. And we almost were able to do that, and it didn't happen. <laughs> so, yeah. poor Rondon. So, and, and right after this, it really started opening up. Uh, Newcastle started coming out really, like, and like, okay, it seemed like Rafa's game plan was like, hey, let's make this a 30-minute match. So, like, let's let's defend for 60 and then really just start coming out and putting some pressure on from there. Um, it was a few minutes after we started coming out that Cher did an awesome job clearing the ball off the line. It looked like Erickson might have gotten it. It was really close. And then I, I, I guess it was, a, it was a block from Cher – on the line like it was on the line had to have been yeah i, I um, loved seeing the goal line technology that's one of my favorite things yeah about uh, the the old broadcast i yeah. love that you, you really get you know the accuracy because like <laughs> when you shoot in real life the premier league logo is like on the bottom of the uh the goal line as well so mm -hmm. it's just really accurate yeah yeah um then shortly after that newcastle had a chance of their own and rondon did an awesome job with this. And he had another good game and run on laid this ball off to, to Perez and Perez did what he does best is run the box and not score. Actually, no, that's well, Atu and Perez are really good at that. Well, I mean, Atu's good at like, like almost not almost scoring. Yeah. I think like with Atu, it's like it, the shots look good, but with Perez, it's just they always look like they're just wide. Yeah. Like, always um, wide. It feels like Atsu gets unlucky, Is I feel like I want to say. Yeah. Or is um, that just me hating Perez? <laughs> could be. Could be the brand. Uh, probably both. Speaking of, I don't know how many times it's been this year, but Perez had less touches than Dubrovka. So that happened again. That's. I feel like that's at least four times. It's it's a good bit. <laughs> um, so it was right after. So then we we're about the eighty minute mark now, and Richie clears the ball off the line, and immediately after that, Kennedy comes on, and it was like a curse essentially, because Kennedy came on. So immediately things go bad, and that's where the worst thing happened. So 
um, it was Lorente kind of odd to me because he kind of used what looked like to me chest and some arm to bring the ball down. At least that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And he laid it off to Sun and Sun like cut inside and then out and he hit a pretty hard shot straight at Dubrovka. And it's so unfortunate because I think Dubrovka just took his eyes off the ball. He was getting down in position to deflect the ball and kind of parry it out, and he just whiffed. He just completely missed it. He was there. He could have easily made the save. He, we've seen him make that save plenty of times, and he was in position and just strike out, like just completely missed the ball, and it was one to nothing cockerels. Do you think there was a handball? That, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it was iffy because it looked like that pocket where you know it was like chest arm. That that's what it looked to me. I don't like, think it was a handball. Yeah, I don't know if it was, but to me, it was. That's what I'm saying. Definitely. I'm asking your genuine opinion. Um, no, I would. I would in the sport. I would go in the sport of soccer. I would not want that called. Yeah. Okay. That, that's that's how I feel. Football. If you hate that, I say soccer. Yeah, I feel like um, it was not that intentional. I think it was just like just. Happened. I would be I would be pissed if that that call was made on Newcastle. Yeah. Also, just Lorente. Just so many Tottenham <laughs> fans hate him, and I just wanted <laughs> to throw that out there. Yeah. Just there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yes, yeah, one nothing right there. Son got away with it. Um, and that was it. That was absolutely it. Yeah. For the match. Um, well, Bereka. Well, yeah, let's mention Bereka. Bereka got subbed on for Richie, and he he literally, I mean, he, he was a left midfielder, let's be honest. He did not, like, he was so far up the pitch. <laughs> that. Yeah, but at that point, everyone in Newcastle was far up the pitch. Yeah. So, and like, was, yeah, what I was going to say, like, don't judge Bereka for his, like, six minutes on the field because he definitely wasn't in his true position. Like he, he was in like almost a forward. He was so high up the field. And Kennedy made it so awkward because Kennedy, like, and part of, I feel like part of Brecca's, cause I said he looked kind of lost out there. Part of that was Kennedy was just like all over the place. And Kennedy was like taking up space that Brecca should have been taking up, like space that Brecca wanted to be in, like, you know, sitting behind more, more behind Kennedy and Kennedy was just like all over the place, and it kind of forced Brecca to hug the touchline like a ton, which isn't terrible, but it also just prevented him from really getting the ball. And Kennedy didn't. If someone's going to hug the touchline that like that, like you're supposed to at least get on the ball so they can cross it in. But Kennedy was just like so awful and trying to be a hero, and it just kind of screwed things up. And so I just really hope we never see Breck and Kennedy on the same side ever again because that just <laughs> seems like it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, and another thing that I want to say, if we're, say we're down by a goal in the 80th minute, this is going to sound crazy, but just bear with me. Why wouldn't Rafa, like, we're obviously going to be attacking, there's 10 minutes to go, we're down by one. Why not just throw Kieran Clark in and just hope he gets his head on a corner? Why not? Well, isn't he the third leading scorer of the team? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, and they're all from corners, all from headers or or yeah. set pieces off of corners. I can so see that, like, especially why not? 
I think, yeah, like, I think partially – Down by one, throw him in there. I like, feel like he wasn't warming up. That would probably be the only reason. Oh, well, that yeah, that's – that's what I mean. Like I'm pretty sure Bereka was a calculated sub. Like he was gonna come on regardless. Yeah, I, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like why didn't Rafa just get him ready and just like, hey, like you know, next option to play or like, hey, in like three minutes you're in. So like warm up now. Like at the 80th minute, just tell him say, hey, get up. Like next option to play, you're coming on. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you could slash Sharon as a midfielder. And like, what? I don't know. You'd sub off Hayden, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah. You just go and try to get a, a corner and get something out of it. I guess, yeah. I mean, we don't have a ton of attacking options, not at least in this situation. So it's like, why not? Why not throw them in there? Well, like, I mean, absolutely. If it, doesn't, if it doesn't work out, we just lose, which we were going to anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Just a thought. Um, yeah. All right, so, so let's get into some quotes. Rafa obviously wasn't extremely happy, but he said, I think Dubrovka knows maybe could do something more, but he has also been so good for us that it's something we have to forget quickly. We did well for a while in the first half. We had the chances in the beginning of the second half. We defended well, but the problem for us is conceding this kind of goal. You could concede another one, but this one we could avoid. You have to give credit to Sun because the shot is a good one, but we could do better. But it's not just one mistake we have to analyze. It's overall. The performance is fine. If you analyze the chances we had in the first half, hit the post in the second. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, yeah, <laughs> nothing really to add there. Uh, I told. I mean, it's going to be a short one today. Uh, so, some stats. You ready for some stats? Oh yeah. Antonio Barreca. Okay. Is the two hundred and thirtieth Premier League player for Newcastle United. Good for him. Yep. The big two three zero. Yep. Um, so that's a number people remember. Yep. Yep. Uh, also, congrats to Matt Ritchie. He had his 100th league appearance for Newcastle United. Really? Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. So congrats I think to him. It, yeah, I mean, I guess you play that many games in the championship, and he's been pretty durable. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so 94 of those appearances were starts also. So That's wild. I remember that one time Ritchie wasn't starting. Remember that? Like there was like a moment this season where like Richie was just like on the bench. Yeah, I'm trying to think of when that was. It was like it was uh like the it's like the third through like the sixth game of the season I think because it was started with him getting subbed off early in the first game and the yeah whole we were viral, pissed about that. <laughs> yeah, and there was a whole viral uh video of him with his choice words and everyone was calling him Gordon Ramsay, which like now I can't get the image of him being Gordon Ramsay out of my head. But yeah, then he like <laughs> went through a, a small bit of like. Um, performances. It was like three or four matches where he like didn't start, and it was just really weird. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, and um, Spurs are now the third side to complete the double over Newcastle. They join Chelsea and Manchester United as being the other two, but not um, Man City. What's that? But not Man City. Definitely not Man City. Um, and then. 
Um, that is our fourth straight loss to Spurs, which is um, our worst, I guess, straight defeats to Spurs. We've never lost five in a row. So at least, you know, we know that streak's going to end now, right? Because we've never lost five in a row. So why would we lose five in a row now, you know? Obviously. <laughs> um, we were saying, you know, back when the 22 gamer started, oh, we've <laughs> never lost 19 in a row. Why would we lose? <laughs> yeah. Um, so 538 doing their Premier League predictions. And this loss really did nothing for our chances. We So we gained one percentage point chance of getting relegated. Um, so we had a 10% chance before the match. It's 11 after. So really not significant at all. And they're still predicting us to have the same amount of points, 40 to end the season. Um, the teams finishing behind us are Burnley and then the three relegation clubs, Cardiff, Fulham, and Huddersfield. All right. So, Elijah. Who's your worst player? Oh, um, Perez. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's. I mean, I think that I think the back line played really well once again. A lot of goal line clearances from them. Um, and you could go kind of Perez or Ad. So I feel like neither one of them were that effective on the counter. But I think that's that about Perez just having less touches than Dubravka really takes the cake for me. Well, um, please yeah. hold because. Perez had the least amount of touches, had less touches than Dubravka, but Christian Atsu had 19 less touches than Perez. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a lot. I mean, what did he even play? Atsu? <laughs> well, that's the thing is, hey, if you don't play, you can't make mistakes. Yeah, that's it. And you're on it. <laughs> Perez made mistakes. So I remember the mistakes. I don't even remember Atsu playing. So yeah. it looks like whatever Atsu did worked because he didn't. I already gave out Wars player. So, I mean, I can't, can't take it back. You No, you can't. You actually can't do that. I'm bound by contract. Yep. Yep. Um, so my worst player, this one's, this one was harder for me. Like, I wanted to say Lejeune. Because he, like, it's kind of the reason why a lot of guys were unmarked for Spurs. But I think that's kind of harsh to name him worst player. So it, I'm going to say, I don't want to do this. Okay, it's Dubravka. I mean, he's the reason we lost, right? No. I'm going to say yes. I never put down a moment of any team sport ever down to one moment in one match with one player, especially when Newcastle opportunities to score and they didn't. Yeah. Like even even with like the Liverpool Champions but, final thing, that's like like Liverpool had opportunities to score and they didn't. Yeah. And Newcastle so, had the same thing. We had literally like four chances where it was like one on one with the keeper and they missed. Or yeah, I'm fine with that. But his error caused the goal, which was the only goal of the game. So that's what I'm referencing. Okay. And I'm saying that would we even be talking about it would we even be mad about this error if Newcastle had converted at least one of their 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 errors per se on offense. Yeah, but nobody on Newcastle's side uh 
cause that goal to go in. There's only one player that let that ball go in. That's and, Ravka. And then there was no one on Newcastle side who could were able to convert three headers right when the goalkeeper's going the wrong direction and you hit the post. Yeah, but that didn't lose them the game, did it? It didn't put them in a position to win either. Yeah, but that's not what I'm arguing. It didn't put <laughs> I'm arguing in a position that to, his to, error... To, to, Guarantee points either. His error literally put us down one nothing, and we lost one nothing. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I get, I get your, I get what you're referencing, but like Newcastle missing chances didn't lose us that, or didn't put us down. Well, I, I won't say lose us the, the match. It was an extremely costly error, like the biggest error in the entire match. By not no nothing was even close to that. But I get what you're saying. Like, you know, we hit the post. Like, that should have gone in. And Perez missed a shot from, like, 20 yards out. But, I mean, it was a great save. I, I, I slag on Perez all the time. It, it was a good save. He also, he also put one wide. Like, yeah. like it's just, like, I don't know. I, I get it, and I understand it. But, like, I've just never been in that, like, because, like, there's, it happens all the time. Like, I mean, and it happens in every other sport, and everyone points to one thing. It's like, Guys dropping touchdowns in the end zone. It's like, oh, well, I mean, you know, maybe they would have won if he caught that. Yes, maybe. But it's like you shouldn't even put yourself in that situation if it's a team sport. That's yeah. my thing. So, no, like, I, I get it. It's just, yeah. it's just like extremely costly error. Yeah. That's, I mean, I'm looking at the whole body of work, which brings in my best player, which is Dubrovka. I think other than that, he was fine. He made a lot of – he made decent saves. His distribution was good. And mm-hmm. I don't think there was anyone else who was actually impactful in the game. Interesting. Like even Lo- like Longstaff played well. Yeah, Hayden played pretty decent. But like no one, and of course Rondon does what Rondon does. But I think like I, I mean I think Rondon was arguably I think less effective this game than he was against Man City, which is not a knock on him at all. I just think that like Newcastle really bunkered down in this game, and everyone did what they were supposed to do. They you know, had some goal line clearances, defended pretty well, but still think Dubrovka played pretty well despite his one error. So, all right. Well, mine is Matt Ritchie. I think he had a great game. Uh, he had the most like forward attacks of anybody. He, I mean, he only had one shot, but nobody had more than two. Um, I mean, he he was just he doing his thing. He did what he had to do. I think he was our best player. There's four players I think did really well, and I that's Hayden, Longstaff, Share, and Richie. That's like the four that I was like, yeah, they had good games. Rondon had a good game, but like he hit the post. I don't want to any like, but Rondon's an animal. But I just had to say he's I I really like him. He's really good. Like. If you're going in the air, like it's just an aerial duel, he's probably going to win. Like you're not going to take him off of that. I don't know, but dude. If you're, if it's an aerial duel between him and Hasselu, I don't know. Real Madrid's Hasselu. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who wins that. That's that's my situation with Rondon. Yeah, you don't want to. He's he's just no Hasselu. Yeah, it's hard to beat Real Madrid. Yeah, I mean, no one can top that. Yeah. So let's go to the Premier League table. 
it is it's a big win for Spurs. They stay within two points of Man City, and they are five points from Liverpool, who have now drawn their last two. Yeah. So. Good, good job, Liverpool, using the uh, – using the, the we gave you guys the opportunity to pull away, and they just have just completely crapped the bed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I guarantee – Not like they've played amazing teams. No. <laughs> no, they just drew West Ham today, so. Yeah. Um. So Spurs sitting in third. We're we are we dropped one spot. We lost ground to Crystal Palace, so we are down to fifteenth now at twenty four points. We are still tied with points with Southampton and Burnley, but we have better goal difference than both of them. Um, Cardiff is closest to us with twenty two points, two points from us, but we have a twelve goal better difference than them. So essentially, you can call it a three point. Three-point gap. All right. We're on the questions. You ready for questions? Uh, yeah, but who are the questions brought to you by? Oh, they oh. Do you like streaming? Yes. You do? Yeah. Is that when you pee? <laughs> yes. Oh, good. This yes. uh, TV is going to be very upset about this ad. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that they're listening. <laughs> yes. If Fubo TV is listening, then give me a free subscription. <laughs> yeah. That's, that'll, that's how we know. If they email me at eenewsom at gmail.com with mm-hmm. a subscription, then I know they're listening. Yeah. Fubo TV, TV, ladies and gentlemen, it's a North American over-the-top internet television service that focuses mainly on channels that give you the pleasure of watching live sports. NFL. When I say the sport, I just want you to say mmm afterwards. Okay. Well, NFL. Mmm. MLB. Mmm. Well, yeah. NBA. Mmm. Mmm. Yes. MLS. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. International soccer. Oh, that's not really a sport, but okay. It is. I mean, like, I feel like we could have just said soccer. Soccer. But, yeah. Anyway. Plus news. Oh, yeah, you got to get your news. Sky Network, Sports News. Network TV. Oh. Movies? Mm. Yeah. How to Ladies Train Your Dragon. I'm, I'm serious. So streaming, record, live sports, NTV from Fox, NBC, BN Sports, Univision, NBA TV, A&E, and more. Watch live on any device, desktop, iOS, Android, Rogue Crew, and enjoy. Click yeah, the now all the old people out there watch—they can all watch Dallas. Yeah, I don't really know what that show is, but I know it's a show that old people watch. So, yeah, I wonder what it's about. All right. Anyway, I'm questions. not sure. Good thing no one else sat in those questions. So these yeah. are the questions. The first one is from our man's Matthew at Ross okay. in America. Uh, he said, I don't think anyone can complain about how the Spurs game went. Didn't yes, except any- for Greg. <laughs> Didn't expect anything. Felt good. We were, we even were in it. Question is more on Wolves. How do we match up and will we see much of our new record signing? As this and HUD match feel very, very important. Important. Points-wise. Very important. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, he brought up really good points. Um, as 
Yes. These are two important matches. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you can't really complain about it. I mean, Spurs just better. But. Yeah, they're good. They're good. They have they have guys who they played in that rotated side that would start yep. uh, for Newcastle, i.e. Lucas Mora. Um, so, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so Wolves. Um, yeah, so Wolves. We lost them. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of, we kind of touched on the Almiron thing. You don't think he's going to play, or he might for a very short amount of time. Well, I mean, I didn't realize the game was next Monday. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I, on the bench. yeah I think I, I think he'll definitely be on the bench. This is just my opinion. No, no stats or or facts to put up that to this. I think he's definitely on the bench, and I think I think he definitely plays. I don't think he will start, but yeah, I think he's hundred percent gonna play. How many minutes do you think he'll play? Thirty. Thirty. That's bold. Yeah, that's bold. All right, so um. That's interesting. All right, yeah. so what? Um, I and like we obviously will the next episode. Of, I don't want to give away because the next episode of this podcast will be a Wolves preview. Yeah, and I'll say this: um, based on the way we played them the last time in terms of formation, we played the three in the back formation, um, and people forget that like Newcastle could have snuck away with points there. Um, but DeAndre Edlin had a red card. Yep. People forget that happened. So um, I think this could be one where Newcastle could walk away with, with a point at least. Um, and if they play that five in the back formation and they, they're able to shut down the attacks of, let's be realistic, Tottenham didn't really have that great of an attack, um, but they also didn't have their best midfielders available. Um, well, their best midfielder available in Deli Ali. And Son came on. So, uh, well, Son played pretty decently. Um, but, yeah, I think Newcastle could, could sneak away with a point here. Um, and I think Greg raised a good point. If Almiron plays and we're able to play that five in the back and he could kind of play in that free range, like winger, forward, so I don't even know what you call whatever Iose Paris is playing uh, or Christian Atsu is playing, then I think Newcastle have an opportunity to sneak away with at least a point here. But, yeah. yeah. Cool, but we'll we'll get into more. Yeah, of that. We'll, we'll definitely dive into to more of that for the next one. Um, that will come a little later in the week. But the official questionnaire of CHN Radio, oh. Trevor Booney said, "Oh yeah, what's less outrageous and more likely to happen? One, a team full of current Newcastle players, coached by Bill Belichick, wins the Super Bowl. Or two. A team full of current New England Patriots, coached by Rafa Benitez, wins the Premier League. Wins the Premier League? Yeah. Well, the Super Bowl, we're talking about one game in which Bill Belichick has two weeks to prep for. So I'm going to go that option. The Premier well, I, League I is think, a season-long no, grind. I think, I think he means like season and wins the Super Bowl. Because in order to make the playoffs, you have to you know win enough games. I think it's easier to win the Super Bowl than it is to win the Premier League. With like I think I, I'm not easier. I think I think that like you have the benefit of chance a little bit more often with the Super Bowl than the Premier League. Like in order yeah. to win the Premier League, you have to be like consistently good the entire season, and you have to like <clears throat> in a way dominate the league. And with the Super Bowl, you don't have to do that. Like the Patriots did not dominate the league this season, and no, they still you, won. 
Yeah. The, both of Eli Manning's Super Bowls came in nine and seven seasons. Like, it's just that, like, it's the NFL is just like that. It's weird. So yeah. I, I would go just based on, like, that fact alone that I think Newcastle could win Super Bowl. And Bill Belichick is unequivocally one of the best co- coaches of, well, probably the greatest coaches, coach of all time. And there's only been two coaches to ever best have been Super Bowl. Um, so just keep that in mind. Yeah. Literally two coaches. That's it. Um, okay, so I, I don't know if you saw this, but Harry Kane was at the match. He was at, he was at what match? That's the Super Bowl. Okay, so he was not. The, he was at the the Newcastle match. He was at the Super Bowl last night. Uh, oh, he was at the Super Bowl. We'll see when you say it. It's a match. Then, yeah, like, yeah. I, I realize what I'm saying. Okay. So there, there's a picture that I saw. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. Um, let's see. Oops. Here we go. Yeah, so it's a picture of Harry Kane holding okay. the Super Bowl trophy next to Julian Edelman. Okay. Um. And the caption's pretty great. It says, it's pictured two beauties and a jacked homeless guy. And referencing Julian Edelman as a jacked homeless guy. Which is great. Yeah, that's a great caption. Um, like, just looking at this, like, Harry Kane is, like, almost a head bigger than Julian Edelman. But it looks like Julian Edelman would absolutely kick the absolute dog shit out of Harry Kane. Um, so, now, and Edelman's fast. James White is really fast. I'm saying Patriots on the wing. Right there, you got James White and Edelman. Chris Hogan, maybe an attacking mid. And Tom Brady is not on the field because he's too slow. Yeah, he's 41 as well. So. <laughs> yeah. He's like that. He's that club legend you sub on in the 80th minute to, to yeah. try to sneak you a goal. You just tell him to stand up top and hopefully something happens. Yeah, and I would say like Gronk would be a great goalie. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's huge. Athletic. He's also not bright. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can. Did just you hear his, his? Did you hear his his rant after the Super Bowl about how many Super Bowl rings he has? Yeah, I like. Did. Yeah, he. Yeah, but you just say Gronk stop ball and probably <laughs> do it. I hope Gronk doesn't listen to this podcast either. Um, I'm. I think the New England Patriots under Rafa Benitez will win the Premier League. Oh, okay, yeah. If the New England Patriots develop a first touch, then yeah, sure. <laughs> well, yeah. But if they have like, the Diame, they also have they also have 53 players, and you know your your O lineman and D lineman for the most part are out. Um, I mean, you could throw a D lineman as a center back and just see what happens. Like a D. I would, ass- I would assume that you just you're taking a Premier League size roster. You're not taking 53 men to Premier. League. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. They have they have 53 options to to field a team. That's fair. And they're all like freak athletes. You know, they're in the NFL, they're all like insanely freak athletes. So you just throw your linebackers as your like back four. <laughs> And no Premier League winger is going to body up and score on a set piece. Like, the goals against them would literally have to be running past them, which they're linebackers, and they guard running backs. So they're, like, bigger than you, faster than you, and stronger than you. <laughs> yeah, I like, think a running back would be a good holding midfielder. I'd like yeah. to see – Imagine, like, see like Sony Michelle. Yeah, the McCourty – oh, my gosh. Yeah, just I bet you it could shock the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the McCourty twins – as a midfield, Sony Michelle and James White. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that could be a deadly – and with Ra- Rafa would have to just coach him up. And uh, Who's the striker of that team? The striker would have to be – I would say Josh Gordon. He's still on the team technically, right? I think he's just no. – no, he's, he's, he okay, was, he was released. I wonder if he, he still gets a he ring. He gets a ring. He does. Oh, good, good. I hope he shows up to the parade. <laughs> um, I mean, you could make Edelman the – no, he's too – No, I, no, no. We're putting Josh Gordon as a striker. I'm good with it's that. It's too perfect, dude. He's so athletic, and he's yeah. like 6'2 or 6'3 or something. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the Patriots could do it. Yeah, low key, they might be able to <laughs> until they I, play until they play Man City. Like, because Man I'm, City will just then buy – a bunch of NFL players from other I'm, teams. I'm just thinking of like Deli Ali playing in the NFL. <laughs> he would yeah, get he would get rocked. destroyed. Like Harry Kane, like would get Raheem free. Sterling. Do you think that guy? Oh Sterling? my! Mane, like those tiny fast guys would get rocked. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a there was the like only a the only person that might be able to hold up on Spurs is maybe Sissoko. <laughs> well, I mean they. Dyer is pretty big too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Vertonghen, like their center backs are pretty, pretty large. Yeah. <laughs> Dyer looks like an ogre to me. Yeah, probably is. Like if there was a human version of Shrek, it'd be Eric Dyer. Oh, shot fired. I Love mean, it. yeah. I hope he listens to this. <laughs> if you're listening to this, uh, you look like an ogre, and Sissoko, you're overpaying him. Yeah. Yeah. Care. Do you have anything else? Um, I just want everyone to be reminded that uh, Newcastle have the most absurd transfer policy, and we take broken up payments for players. So <laughs> I still think Spurs haven't played us in full for Sissoko, and Fulham haven't paid us in full for Mitrovic, and I'm not sure if Liverpool have paid us in full for Wijnaldum. So that's like literally 60 million pounds right there. Yeah. Just more than that, actually. It's like... Oh, like 75 million, 80 million pounds. Because then we sold Soko for like 30 million pounds and then Mitra for 20 million. I think Genie we sold for 25. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, good good for us for having a stupid transfer policy. And of course, we don't do the same thing. Like we don't pay in payments for, for transfers because, because Mike Ashley doesn't believe in doing that. Just an odd business model. But yeah, that's Just all I have to say. broke a record. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes a less riveting episode 40, but it certainly was the best episode 40 that we've ever done. Oh, yeah. Big 4 0. Yeah. And so until next time, we'll see you a little later in the week. Everybody, thanks for listening. We love you very much. And hoy the lots. And the broken nose and gammons are blade and razors.
forgot that we put on the way we went again. But them that had their noses broke, they came back our again. Some went to the dispensary, and some to Dr. Gibbs's, and some to the infirmary to mend their broken ribs. Oh, no, no, no. 